0: the lashing skills that you have is something that people never going to be able to take away from you. You're always going to have that to fall back on. You may have to start again in a small suite. If business is not your jam and you tried it out, didn't work. Hey, run a small suite. You'll be booked again in three months. Who cares? It's going to be fine. So make that leap of faith. If you are at that weird stage, don't try to hold on to it and wonder when you're going to grow. You can't grow. You have no time. <laughs>
1: Always ask why. your friend in the lash industry. Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today we're excited to bring you part two of our interview with Michelle, and I'm going to get the right name right here, Win. All right, I got it. At least it's close enough. But we actually got to meet Michelle in person this last weekend. And so I apologize for messing up her name. And she is so sweet and kind. And she corrected me. And so Michelle Wynn, the CEO of PLA or Paris Lash Academy. Anyhow, we're excited to have her back because, guys, this interview is really insightful. Everything she says is gold. And to hear her journey in just four years to go from a really non-existent brand And to explode in COVID? I know there were lash brands that almost went out of business during COVID, and she grew her business during COVID to where now it's one of the largest lash brands in the United States. And as you now know, her story is a little unique because she's not only a distributor, she is actually a manufacturer. She has places in Vietnam and she gives away her training for free and she pays, Paris pays her bills and she does lots of unique things, which I think is why her brand has blown up so quickly and by the way, she's a sweetheart, wonderful, sweet person, met some of her team. The whole team is amazing. They're good people, and we're really excited to have her come back the second half and really share more details about how she grew her business, where she is, and she's going to give some insights into why they got, how they got there. And I'm going to point them out, you'll see, I'll take a moment to take stage and okay, let me recap, let me share everything that I'm excited about, because these are really important things that you can take and look at your business and help build your business more effectively. So before we get into all that, though, as always, we have a few quick announcements. Pretty simple at this point. We're just selling LashCon tickets still. We have less than 20 tickets left. And so if you've been thinking about coming to LashCon... This is it, guys. This is your chance. Buy your ticket. And I really think we're going to be stopping the three payment plans starting next week. So if you, this is your last chance to get. We can spread out over basically three payments, and then there'll be only two payments, 50% down now and 50% later. So go do that tonight. Get your ticket. And also, they're all close to selling out. So once we sell out, that's it. We will not have any more. And then the only option will be virtual, which we still have those. 247. Go check that out. If you're anywhere around the world, that's the ticket for you. The Buy and watch. You can watch it live. And then you'll have two months to watch everything on the replay. And then, if you already have your ticket, the last thing I want to say is definitely get one of the add-ons. Add on day one. Add on the Lash Booth Collective. Add on one of our Lash Lab things on Saturday morning. If you're there on Friday... Might as well add on one of these things, all the stuff. The link is in the bio, or just go to the lashconference.com and you can buy your tickets through that. And I promise you all those add-ons are going to be well worth it. They're super cheap if you compare it to what the value you're getting. And, uh, yeah, that's all that. Tusney's Lash Retention Course. Two chances left for this year, November 19th through 20th in Boston, December 3rd and 4th in Los Angeles. So go to link in the bio and get your ticket for that. And we'd love to see you in Boston right after Lashcon and join... The cold probably, (laughs) or come back to L.A., we will still be relatively warm. So if you're trying to escape the cold, come down to L.A. in December and hang out with us. It'll be awesome. All right, guys, that's all the announcements we have for you now. Now let's get back to our interview where we're sitting down with Michelle and really learning how she built PLA to the company it is today. Now that's interesting. It took you a couple years. It went from zero to about a hundred thousand a month. And that's when you sold the salon. For you, when you first were building, and I know it sounds, I'm just trying to recap a little bit so we can move to the next chapter, I guess you could say. Caitlin comes on and she helps you with your marketing. Were you in the beginning doing all, you and your father were doing all the packing and ordering and then eventually you brought in someone to help with the warehouse, I'm assuming, and you went out of the garage. Were you still in your garage at that 100K or were you at that point or in a warehouse? Or?
0: We didn't move out of the garage until we were probably about, I will say 200 to 20 a month. Yeah, I make that garage work You did (laughs) That was was really worth it There are a lot
1: smaller brands doing less money With bigger warehouses than that So obviously you're very frugal
0: into the kitchen, too. She yeah. And it
1: took over, like,
0: part of my dad's That's Caitlin in the background,
1: Why do I guys. Yeah,
0: that's Caitlin. It <laughs> took over part of the kitchen. And then my brother bought a house right next door to my dad. And I told him, I said, Skylar, you're single. You don't need the whole entire house. Can I rent out the first floor <laughs> of your house? And I'm just trying to keep my overhead as low as possible. Yeah. And then he goes, okay, yeah, you can rent out the, the first floor of his house. And his whole house, the first floor, I probably would say, like, a 1000 square feet. Mm. And that's what kitchen and bathroom and everything and stairs. So I moved in there and I spent the money. I bought the racks and it was all nice. It was not all chef in a corner. And it was all, it was somewhat organized for us at that time. And I said, I'm going to be here for two years. And then um, I was there for one month and then (laughs) it was very overflowing. And it got to the point that my neighbor was like, What are you guys doing there? Like, why is that delivery truck over there? And to tell you a super funny story, we have an employee now named Jason. Famous Jason, he used to work for DHL and he used to deliver our boxes at that time. So he would deliver like one box of goods and then we would sort through them and sell them. And then he'll come to my house like every week. But because doing business like that out of your house, I'm pretty sure it's illegal. You know, yeah, that's no, no, it is.
1: There's,
0: there's <laughs> no. So we were so scared that we keep having delivery people bringing boxes to the house. So my mom would never open the door, but DHL package, you have to sign for it. Mm. in order for them to drop it off and jason being such a nice kind and observant person he is he realized we were running a business out of the garage so he'll come to the garage and he'll knock on the garage door and my mom will peep through like she will open the garage this much and he saw she saw jason she's like oh it's jason it's safe to open the garage door (laughs) so we joke and say jason's Kind of like our first person employee at PLA. Wow. Yeah. And then he had worked for DHL by that time, like 17, 18 years. Wow. And then about a year ago, I was able to convince him to quit DHL. And now he works here with us. <laughs> so he always bragged. that he was like, I was one of the OG. I, you know, I came yeah. to the house since it was a garage. But yeah, so we took over the first floor of my brother's house and it lasted for like a month. And then I took all the money. And this is how stupid I was. I didn't know that I could actually, with the size of my business at that time, get a loan to buy a building. I didn't know that. Terrified of loan, absolutely horrified of loans. I only had like a mortgage at that time. And I saved up all our money that we've made the last year and a half. And I said, I have enough money to buy a small building. So we went I looked at this building, and our budget was a million dollars, and I found a building for 4,000 square feet for 950 grand, and that's what we spent it on.
1: Wow, that's great.
0: I walked into that building, and I'm like, this is huge. There was a wall going down in the middle, and me and my mom and Caitlin are saying, we're going to rent out half? We're going to use half. We're going to rent out half. And this is going to be our education center. This is going to be our training room. This is going to be my office and all the things. 4,000 square feet, all the room you have Same size as your
1: salon, by the way. Yes.
0: (laughs) But it it looks very big because it it was empty. Yeah, yeah, it's open. In comparison to where I was storing my products. And then guess how many class I taught there? Zero. Oh, no. I have room for it. (laughs) We never had room for it. I've never had a tenant. I thought that I would rent it out. Guess if I had an office there. Kaylin was the only person that had an office there. She had an office that had four people working there. Four people was cramping into this one tiny office. Yeah. Well, I have a question. Who is buying from you? What's the
2: engine
1: that's... Well, I think it... Let me just point out before we get to that. You had built all this credibility in these forums. So all of a sudden, the word of mouth is that you're the most generous, kind person on the planet... You should buy from her. And I guess the products were good. And yeah, take it from there. So, so I think people at first was like, yeah, I'll, I'll give her a try. And my product was very reasonably
0: priced. So people tried it. And let's be real. Now, everyone sells lash products. My lash product may be good, but there are a million mm-hmm. other brands that has wonderful lash products. But I think our company, do building it as a lash artist, I understand all the struggle as a lash artist and all the frustration. Flash artist has what brand mm. number one is customer service. I can't yes. even tell you how yes. many Amen. times people brush me off. If I say, Hey, I have a problem with my order and they go like, Oh yeah, too bad. So sad. And then I would be out $200. That's
1: a lot of money too, for a little a single artist.
0: Exactly. And what kills me, Paul, is that $200 order, knowing what I know now may cost them $50. Yeah. It could have sent me a whole order and would still be ahead. Yeah. Why didn't they take care of me if they knew that they were the problem, right? So when I opened a brand, I did customer service at first on my own, you know? And then after that, I brought in Katie, who's now our customer service manager, my first official employee. And she's so sweet. And when she came in, we kind of sat down and I say, I don't really have a guideline on how we do this because everything is try and error at this point. I mean, are you kidding? I'm packing from my kitchen. So I, I... I tell her, I say, if a person complains, I want you to put yourself in her shoes and how you want to, that to be handled. And then if the damage is a lot, and I think we set like, if we have to resend a $50 order, come talk to me and then we'll figure this out. And we'll try to make sure that she's happy and she's taken care of. And then I have to calculate to see, you know, if we're going to lose money at this point or this, that and whatnot. But I think that was the first part of what really set PLA apart. At first, was it people complained and people did complain a whole lot. I was a brand at coming out with trial and errors. Yeah. I mean, we probably had more complaints then than we do now because I was testing <laughs> out product. I was buying things that I didn't manufacture. So I was really truly at the mercy of the manufacturers. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they send me good sample and I get crappy products happen every day. Yeah. But if people complain and we know that it's legit, we replace it for them. And sometimes we take a loss on it because my margin at that time wasn't as high because I was buying through agent that buy through agent that buy through a manufacturer, which is a whole nother story. But customer service, we became the brand that has great customer service. And then we became the brand that do education for free. I was self-taught. My very first class, I saved enough money to fly to Arizona to take my very first lash classes. Jill hosted it with Flawless Lashes by Loretta. Yep. Love her to death. She's wonderful, great lash artist. And that was all the money that I had. So I knew how expensive great lash class is. And when I have, I make a little bit of money from my brand. I didn't want people to have to stumble through the way that I did. And I said, I told Caitlin and we have this argument weekly because Caitlin's job is to make sure that our company makes enough money. She does marketing. You know, she's the one that say, hey, this is I'll go for this month and this is how much money we have to make. So on and so forth. She wants us to make money from education because that's a huge part of what we do. We make mm-hmm. absolutely zero money from education right now. Wow. All our classes is scholarship and everything that we sold from the PLA online class goes into let Paris pay your bills. And we went from paying one, two people's bills a month to $5,000 a month to $10,000 a month. And for the last year, we've been doing $20,000 a month giveaway. <sighs> and all of that come from our courses and then and our budget, you know, because mm-hmm. sometimes... If we have a slow month, then we don't have enough money for it. Mm. And on top of that, we don't just do that. We do if people's house catch on fire, flood, this, that, whatnot. PLA became the brand that people know that they can come in and ask for help if they really are in trouble and they lash artists. So we set out in our budget a fund for that. I got very lucky along my last journey. Because I ran into people that taught me things for no money. Mm. Joe had taught me things and I didn't pay her. You know, yeah. like she shared experience with me. Well, my very first person that really showed me lashes, Carol um, Los Altos, for very little money, she showed me how to do lashes. I've asked people for advices before and they give it to me for just from the generosity of their heart. And they didn't charge me money. And quite frankly, if they charged me money, I couldn't afford it. So now that we are selling products and we're making money from selling products, it still obviously is a business. I want to dedicate a part of our business into giving back to the Lash community. And Lash community is so new. Lash extension hasn't been around for that long. So majority of Lash artists are new Lash artists and they don't have the resource of that. And I hate when people go, Lash extension is not a career. I almost feel like I walk around with a chip on my shoulder.
1: Those are fighting words. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Fighting words. And I feel like I walk around with that chip on my shoulder when people say, oh, yeah, lash artist is not a real job or whatnot. Or I hate when I was lashing. People say, so what else do you do? I'm like, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I do. But building and then PLA kind of became the brand for educations. And then I sat down with Kayla and I said, I really want to make our education free. How can we do this? How can we budget this and how do we make this a reality and not go under giving money away or giving courses away and things. And Caitlin works with me and we build up this program and we budget it out, honestly, from the money that we make a portion of it. And then the course launching um, successful was a really big help. So then that way we don't have to take out our money, $20,000 a month to put into the Let Paris Pay Your Bills program. I came from nothing. I was an immigrant, nobody that came here and I got very lucky along the way. I worked very hard, but I also got very lucky along the way. I don't think I would have been able to build the company. I was being in Vietnam and I don't think I would have gotten the opportunities or run into the people that I did. So now doing what I do, I cry with my controller every quarter on amount of taxes that I have to pay (laughs) because I'm like, you kidding, you kidding. That's how much you want me to pay the taxes this quarter. But then on the flip side. I am so happy that I have the opportunity to pay that. And maybe it sounds weird, but I think from I'm an immigrant who comes from a third world country, paying taxes is a privilege. I would have lived on a farm. I probably would be a house. No, I probably would not be a housewife, yeah. but, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It, what a different life I would have had if I yeah. didn't come here. So I want to make sure that I. And PLA could get back to the very community that support us. And that's how we do it. Crossing our fingers that our controller let us keep doing it. Yeah, because every month we go, okay, you know, here we go. We're going to let Paris pay your bills on the first. And he goes, oh, okay. Yeah. He, he's a great guy, but he's a number guy. His job is to make sure that we we keep afloat. And so far, he's been happy with us. So that's good. <laughs> so far.
1: Now, yeah, so far. At one point, a few things out, because I think this is the stuff that people miss when they see or hear a story about someone who's grown and made it one of the things I've been impressed is I could see how frugal you've been like you've really only expanded when you absolutely we're knew you could like seams. you were like bursting there's a term I, I got from some salon or years ago called ego expand where someone expands because of the ego, not because they financially can afford it, or like, they need to, they, or they need to, because they just want to say, "Hey, I have two salons," or "I built, I have a five thousand square foot salon." It's like, well, okay, that's great. I'm glad you have a big space, but could you afford it? Why didn't consider it, right? But for you to wait, working the garage, I mean, you're doing two hundred thousand a month, and you were still in this makeshift type of place, that's impressive because I know there are a lot of people who get ahead of themselves and they go on, they build the bigger machine and then they they have to play catch up. They have to play catch up. Like, okay, now I have all this big rent and all these other things. Now I have to work extra hard so I can actually paid those bills and I feel like it looks like your pattern was like wait till you actually get to where you actually it's not gonna kill you to expand or move to that next step. And I think that's huge. And I think a lot of people just look at Instagram and they see the final product and they see someone's big and they don't realize that all the sacrifice and, and all the work that we yeah, have behind the scenes. So I really give you tips for that. And the other thing I wanted to point out, well there's two things. I love that you share these because I feel like this is the part of the secret sauce. You guys customer service. I have been beating that drum for years, telling brands I talk to, you know, your number one pain point, I guarantee you right now is customer service. If you could just flipping, answer the phone, respond to that email, you would retain so many clients that you lose right now. I have dealt with for, we've been here for 17 years. I've been around since the beginning of lashes and we have bought from all the brands and most brands still to this day, if I email, say I had a problem, and I sometimes just buy just for the heck of it to see what's like, and no one will respond. They'll just be yeah. silent. I had a problem, no one responds. Oh, this didn't go well, no callback. Or like you said, well, you can buy more if you want, or they don't exchange, or they won't give you a, or you a, a send fix it, it
2: first before you get a back. Hold yeah, back.
1: you have to return the bad product or something like that. Yeah. It, like, there's all these things you got to do. And man, if you could just do customer service right and make people, and I love this what you said. It's the idea of put your mind in where they are, put,
2: put yourself in, in their, their shoes. shoes. Like,
1: remember when you were a lash artist? What it was like to call and try to deal with a brand? I mean, that is so priceless. If you did that, which is what you did in your salon. You obviously did that when you were a solo artist. When you first hired an employee, you said the same thing. Remember what it was like for that client to come in. Remember what it was like when that first employee got hired. You're always being empathetic and putting yourself in the other person's shoes. And then because of that, people think differently about their business and own take ownership of the business they built with you. And that is such a huge thing. And I, I love that. And then lastly, just the free education and the giving back. I think we live in an age where if you don't give more than you take, you're not going to grow. You have to give more than you take. And then when you do that, people will create loyalty. They will become so fiercely loyal to you because like you said, and thank God for you said this too. I'm, I'm recapping everything because I, I, all this stuff is so much Such gold. golden nuggets. When you said, hey, we're all the same. like there's just, All these brands are all good brands. I mean, if I hear another sob story like, I built my last company because all the brands out there sucked. I'm like, shut up. That's not true. (laughs) That's just not true. There was
2: a void in the market. Yeah, there was
1: a void. You know, there were all these crappy brands. And I went out and bought from those same companies that they buy from. And my brands were better. My product was better. No, they're all the same. Basically, people hate me. when I say this. All the brands, you guys sell toothpicks. Okay. You can have really nice toothpicks or really bad toothpicks. There are variations. But overall, it's a toothpick. The difference is who is selling them and how they do it and how much they care and how much love they put behind that brand and I think that's what's been so exciting to hear about you is that man there is just a mountain of love behind this company that really just pours out into the people and cares about people
2: you actually put your money where your mouth is you walk the talk you're living what you
1: believe and I'm going to say and this is my experience working with your company and why I feel like I've just fallen in love with PLA is because I get that same reaction when I work with you guys I get the same thing as a big, you know, event trying to work with hundreds of people and sponsors and, and speakers and all this stuff. My, my I'm working like you right now. I'm doing 20 hour days often at times back when you were in it and I'm working around the clock and there's, Certain, you know, I love all our, our sponsors. They all mean everything. But I know some of them are still haven't figured it out. They're still struggling in the mix to try to, how do I get to that next level? But with you guys, it's like everything is like clockwork. And I know that you probably wouldn't take all this credit. Say, well, it's just me and amazing. It's like you've built this amazing team. But it's because you built a team that's empathetic. That thinks, what's it like for the other person? to Deal with me. There's humility there. Yeah. And there's a lot of humility and just passion. And I just can't say enough good things about it. And uh, so I just want to give you a big shout out. Uh, thank up. you. Yeah. 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 Oh,
0: <laughs> thank you. I had an opportunity last year to relocate our headquarters to Arizona. Majority of my family lives there. But I have to say, I don't know where I'm going to find a team that does this. Katie, our customer service manager, as young as she is, she... Treats every email that goes through and people's concern as they were hers. I see her or Caitlyn, because I have notification on my phone. I'm one of those horrible people. <laughs> and I see Caitlyn scheduling, writing this, that at like 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, go to bed. What yeah. are you doing? You know, I don't pay these people enough yeah. to do the things that they do. Um, and And I think this is not just my company. Caitlin say this often. And some people on the outside, when they hear it, they go like, what Because Caitlin go my company? I true that that's how she feels about the company. Um, you know, the, and, and, and those things are hard to build. Those relationships are hard to build. And, um, I joke with Caitlin and they say, you know, one of these days, if I ever sell PLA, I think we're probably going to go on the, beach and you know drinks together and things like that and she's like yeah i'm like yeah hell yeah if i sell it you come in with me yeah but the team that we have is amazing Bo you know she thinks for herself she goes michelle i want to do this do this do this they not task do her they come out and they contribute and yeah. and yeah and then one of the things that Bo said to me was, I really want to look back and see what have I done the last year, that what impact that I make for the company. And those are the people that I, I don't know what I did in the past life to deserve the people that I have around me, but I do have a really, really great team. And I I see that I mentor a lot of other brand owner that comes to me and say, Hey, Michelle, this is what I struggle with. This is mm-hmm. what I struggle with. And I just talked to one of the brand owner about a couple months ago. She came in and visit us and she grew. But then she got stuck at the same spot and she just couldn't grow bigger and yeah. she didn't know what was wrong. And I said, that's because you try to do everything on your own. And she said, I'm so scared of hiring people because I'm worried that they messed it up. And they said, yeah, but you mess it up on your own if you do everything by yourself. you yeah. one person. Yeah. You, you know, you can't do it. You're just going to have to show people the skills, hire the people that really, really cares. Pay them well. Don't pay them that they have to look over the fence to see if there's a better opportunity somewhere else. And I say, I want to hire people to bring things to the table. I want to help them grow, but I also want to make sure that they live. That they could actually afford the things that normally people do. Because I see people go, oh, yeah, I want to hire that person, but she want to make $60,000 a year. And I'm really only willing to pay her 36 dollars And I'm like, well, but she has the skills that you want to. And can you afford paying her $50,000 a year? Yes, but I think I should only pay her thirty six. dollars Well, no. Your $50,000 a year that you pay her is going to grow so far if she feels comfortable oh yeah Yeah. and 10 times over so i think those are the little hiccup where people just they can't get over it they're gonna have to pay a little bit extra they can't get over that they're gonna have to give people a little bit more freedom to do what they you know that that they're supposed to if you're gonna hire in people just to do your task hire five assistants
2: yeah pay
0: them 16 dollars an hour and then have five assistants but then they're only gonna do tasks they're not gonna help you Bring your dreams to a reality. And I think that's what a lot of brand owners are struggling with. Um, I also see one other thing that I say this to a lot of smaller brand owners. Don't think that you're going to lash full time and build this lash supplies company full time. I get it. I was in your shoes. As a lash artist, I was making about 140 grand a year. Mm -hmm. As a lash artist, that was a lot of money. And for me to say I'm not going to have that income and I'm going to go into this limbo to sell lash extension was hella scary. But if you're going to lash full-time, you're never going to get there. I can promise you that. You're never going to get there. You're going to be stuck with lashing Jessica and Susan and Amy every day (laughs) and you're not going to worry about... Did your shipment clear custom? How am I going to turn that? How am I going to sell it? How am I going to grow this business and bring it to a whole nother scale? You're holding on to your bicycle and not grabbing onto the plane Mm -hmm. is what I tell people. I said, "You, you have to let it go at some point. You build a safety net. I just say this to one of them when I said, you're a lash artist. You have wonderful skills. You are great. We'll say if you leave your clients and you pursue this full time, worst case scenario, it doesn't work. Your skills are there. Nobody takes the skills from you. If you want to go back to be a lash artist a year from now, go for it. Yeah, go back to be a lash artist a year from now but you know but if you're gonna be a lash artist consistently the whole entire time and want to build this monster of a brand you don't have the time the capacity the energy for it you mm-hmm. can't do it and she's like but I make so much money I'm like you make more so much more and then she asked me how much PLA does every year and she's a good friend so I told her how much PLA brings in grow sell every year and she goes wait, I could make that? I'm like, yes, you can. And she's so bright and she has a good product line. I said, I was exactly where you were two and a half year, three years ago. And it was so hard. I cried with my husband. It took so much convincing for my husband to be okay with me selling the salon. And I said, I just can't do both. So do you want me to make a hundred grand a year or you want me to make $10 $10 million a year or whatever that is. And and it's scary, but that's the leap of faith. And, and knowing for any brand owner that's listening to this, and I hope that you are knowing that the lashing skills that you have is something that people never going to be able to take away from you. You're always going to have that to fall back on. You may have to start again in a small suite. If business is not your jammed and you tried it out, it didn't work, hey, run a small suite. You'll be booked again in three months. Who cares? it's going to be fine. So make that leap of faith. If you are at that weird stage, don't try to hold on to it and wonder when you're going to grow. You can't grow. You have no time.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I I love it. And I think the big thing is when you make that thing is cut back. I remember talking to Alona when she talked about building revelation, she moved into like, I think a studio apartment, her and her boyfriend, they got rid of everything and they just downscaled so that they had no cost. And he would take on extra work. He did like, I think it was dog walking on the side, whatever you could do just to make money. And it was amazing. It was like all this downsize, downsize, downsize so that they could just focus and build the brand and just sell the product. And then after that, they grew and exploded. And, you know, Revelation now is a big brand too. And I think that sounds like what you're just telling people. If you're that lash artist and you have that brand, just pull back find every way to save every dime and invest fully in your brand and bet on one horse Because if you bet on two, you're probably going both going to lose. None of them are going to take off. You need to really just make it happen. And I think that's probably the number one thing I see and talk to other people. is like, they're just doing too many things still. They haven't really focused and just said, made, this is my bet. I'm hundred percent on this one, my selling yeah. product.
2: For sure. Well, I am so encouraged. I feel like there's so much. We absolutely have to have you back again because you are just a treasure trove of information.
1: I feel blessed to have gotten to talk to you and encouraged and hear all the things you've said. And we didn't even get through, I think, more than three of our questions. That's why we have to have you back. And I'm almost certain we're going to make this a two-parter because I want people to listen all the way to the end because I know one of the problems when we get long, I mean, it's been an hour and 20 minutes now, and I know usually our episodes are usually 45, 50 minutes and if we go beyond that people just don't listen it's like i can't listen an hour and a half we're not joe rogan yet so our my thought is we'll do this probably two parts and then we'll just bring you back again and go in deeper
0: i love to come back i love to talk to you guys about how manufacturers kind of affect a whole entire business i love to talk to you guys about pls like new big plans because we're launching a few big things coming down the pipeline and all the yeah. exciting things caitlin well- and me have been working on for the next... Uh, Real quick, month.
1: I mean, I would love to have you a chance to share a little bit about your brand. If you want to share about one thing that's coming up that people can be... Because well, this will be airing, you know, in the next month or so. And I'd love yeah. for people to get a heads up. It'll be before Lashcom for sure.
0: Yeah, well, if you guys have been watching um, P.O.A.'s social media... This week is our anniversary week, so I have just been back from Vietnam, and then we film a lot of manufacturers' footage and whatnot. So we just built a manufacturer specifically for private labeling. Oh. So POA is going to start private label, I think, at first. We get private label you know, requests all the time, mm-hmm. and it's time that we kind of dabble into that a little bit. We already have quite a few companies signed up that we're working with. So the announcement for private labeling probably is going to go out, I'll say, within an Hopefully before the holiday, I want to make sure that we get everything covered before we come out and and take more than we can really actually bite. And then we have a few product lines that's launching. But yeah, no, just keep watching our social media and and you see all the new stuff coming. And I want to say thank you so much for having me. I feel like I'm cooped up in this little tiny hole Mm -hmm. and I never get to meet like Lash friends and, you know, talk to people who are so upfront and honest and no sugarcoating about lash. Where I feel like there's so much sugarcoating when it comes to business. That is hard for people to get the real informations. And it's very easy to say, yeah, I go into this and it's nice and it's wonderful. Well majority of it isn't mm. and it's hard for people to grow that way not knowing other things you know so i'm so honored to be here and i'm happy if you guys have me back no absolutely. Me back. absolutely no
1: it'd be really fun because like you said there is so much more to cover and i feel <laughs> like we just scratched the surface we kind of like got the backstory and now it would be fun to hear about the today what's going on now what are the things what are the struggles what have you overcome what would you have changed i mean because like you said i love how you said you didn't have a master plan it sounds like you just kind of been oh, building. this no. yeah <laughs> that's really cool because I think a lot of people don't want to admit that I think a lot of people just want no no I always knew what I was doing I Yeah. yeah. And was it's like destined well, for
0: this yeah. I didn't know nothing and even for
1: Caitlin she's my best friend
0: but Caitlin has been in marketing for forever and it took mm. so much convincing for her to quit her job to come here and invest in PLA. So we kind of just figure it out as we go. And if we could give any advices or people could learn from our mistake, that would be tremendous. Yeah. yeah, no,
1: we will definitely have you back. Otherwise, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find you? What's your Instagram, your website, and all that fun stuff?
0: Parents slash is our website. And that's the same for our Instagram and Facebook handle. Yeah, very simple.
1: Just type in Paris Lash Academy and, and they'll pop yep. up everywhere.
0: Just find the pinkest brand that you could absolutely find That's us. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so Thank much, you
1: Michelle. Thank you so much. Thank you, Paul.
0: Thank you, Tess. And I'll talk to you guys soon.
1: Hey guys, that's a wrap. We are done. We are out of here. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. If you want to hear the second half of this interview, well, you're going to have to wait one week. We'll be back next week on Friday with the second half with Michelle. And I promise you, it is well worth it. So please mark your calendars. Otherwise, I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at LashCast and at the Last Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. By the way, the review is the big one, guys. We really, really do love to read the reviews. And it's kind of like your payments. Like, you know, this whole thing, we do for free. Two podcasts a week, no payment. But when you read the review, it's like, oh, there you go. That makes us feel good. helps us burn that, the fire, the candle, whatever I'm thinking of, burn something. (laughs) Anyhow, so please, uh, if you can do that, that'd be great, guys. Really do appreciate the love and and all of you who do support us and reach out to us. It means everything. On behalf of my Lash Baby B, Tustany, as well as our special guest, Michelle, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry.